0: Follow the leaning protocol, eat a high-protein diet, train your fucking ass off, and you know what? To quote George Roberts' dad, George Roberts was one of my former teammates at Cal. Hey, Georgie, why don't you get a a tan? Even fat looks good tan. Yeah,
1: yeah. If you can't tone it,
0: tan it.
2: If you can't
0: tone tone it, it. it, tan it. (laughs) Hey, Power Athletes. It's time for another nutrition podcast from your favorite podcast, Power Athlete Radio. Now we're going to dive in on one of the questions from the hotline. We've got this little thing called the Power Athlete Hotline. 929-464-464-0. 929-ing-ing-0. And we're going to answer a question that is near and dear to my heart, which is breaking and destroying preconceived notions and especially myths and lies on the Internet. The idea that you can only digest 25 grams of protein, which, as you know, makes my head feel like it's going to pop off. But before we get there, I want to let you know we're having a deal on our nutrition templates. If you use the code "Eat the Week" W E A K all caps, you'll get a twenty percent discount. Twenty percent discount on the nutrition templates as we're putting out a nutrition podcast to try to help you guys along. So I want you guys to buckle in and prepare. And let's get into it. Uh, welcome to Power Athlete Radio. I'm John Wilburn. I'm joined by Mr. McQuilkin and our nutrition ninjas. And for those of you who don't know, Sam just competed in her first uh well it's not the bodybuilding it but if the classification was bikini yes and with all i mean when we were at the olympia i was thoroughly confused oh my god because one i couldn't figure out all the divisions there was wellness there was fitness Fitness. there was a bodybuilding and well the fitness was awesome yeah no like the girls doing the flips do you remember the chick came out dressed as the joker with the cigarette and oh yeah essentially like a
2: a one-woman show it was amazing
0: Well, like, that's the theatrics. And then there was, uh, I remember the, like, the wellness girls who had, like, bodybuilder lowers with, like, thin. Like, it was crazy. And they were wearing heels. And then the other girls were wearing heels. And then they were posing with their hands open. And then there were other girls that had no heels. They were barefoot. And they could close their fists. I don't know if you noticed all this. Yeah. No. Okay.
1: And bodybuilding.
0: So, I look for differences. Like, why were those girls all wearing shoes? And why were those other girls not wearing shoes? One of those girls have their hands open and then the other girls could close their hands. So there was like, so they, it was like wellness was kind of a mix of like bodybuilding bikini, like all three. So I just remember we, I stood next to that, the girl, Yarnisha. Yeah. I told you that I showed her on Instagram. Uh, she looked like a minotaur, like half horse, half human. Like I never seen anybody built like that. And then there were the bodybuilding girls who were like, it, it was so confusing. Like you, you really have to be in the throes of that to understand. And then the crazier part was they totally had all these fans that knew all the distinctions and were fucking into it.
2: Oh yeah. Like saw some gentlemen's with like, they were at a WWE event. They had their rock star t-shirts. Yeah. Well, so the, for the
0: specific individuals,
2: I didn't know. Anybody. Yeah.
0: Well, the one guy had a shirt that the girl was airbrushed on it.
2: You know, yeah. That? yeah. That. Oh man. And then and they if, had Puerto
0: Rican flags on the back and they were just going crazy for your initial.
2: Yeah, and the Olympia, I mean, thousands of people. It was massive. And when their their girl, their star was up, you saw fanboys like Sprint, clearly spr- had seats in the back that it sprinted, sprinted up to the front, yeah, to get as close to the
0: like a camera shot on their phone as possible. And then uh, Dana Lynn Bailey came out. You remember she was like the first, I want to say, I like whatever her division was, she was the first one to win it. And she came out to present, and the dude next to me started screaming DBL DBL, and I was like, "What the?" F-? And like, <laughs> and then I figured out I was like, "Oh, this is Daniel Lynn Bailey; these are her, her, the acronym." And like, it was uh, uh, overwhelming. I felt like we were strangers in a strange land at that thing, so, which I'm sure Sam was how you felt a little bit, you know, being on like the power out the performance side of this deal, and now yeah. all of a sudden here you are getting shellacked. Uh, you know makeup high heels and out in there in a sequin bikini and you're out there you know strutting it so how was it did you enjoy yeah, I, the experience?
1: I did it was um yeah it was definitely foreign um <clears throat> my husband likes to joke with me that I'm half like west side barbell half um like showgirl and he's like because you can't decide which vibe you like better, which is pretty accurate when it comes to going to summer strong the weekend prior and then, hitting the stage in a sequin bikini. But I mean, they, some of the girls take it really serious and I appreciate that. And I mean, it's not just what you do that day. It's what you do the months prior to. So it's really cool to see everyone just showing up and enjoying themselves. And a lot of muscles, a lot of ego, a lot of, um, you could tell a lot of people, this was maybe just like a bucket list item for them um, I mean, they had divisions for 50 plus. So these women were in sparkly bikinis, 50 plus years old, just crushing it and flexing their muscles on stage. It was really cool. Wow.
0: No, I mean, it's, yeah. uh, I know people think it's a little weird, but uh, what I appreciate about it is people set a date and they show up and they meet mm-hmm. their goal. That's, that's the important thing. They set a goal
2: and then it takes, as you mentioned, like maybe not a year, but it takes time for you to plan mm-hmm. out and then lead up, which is part of the interesting nutrition question in
0: which we have today. Excellent. Well, yeah. this is the nutrition podcast, so well, let's get nutrition-y. Yes, <laughs> all right. Can we here say that? Is our question from the hotline, John. What's Ooh, that number? Ooh, 929-464-464. 929 Zero, nine, two, nine, ing, ing. Zero. Yep. all right. You heard it here. We have this little thing called the Power Athlete Hotline. Where you can leave a question, you can text it, you can send a smoke signal, you can even send a picture. Don't do that. But don't, well, I mean, as long, as long as it's PG, we don't need any thirteen or R rated because uh, it Again. goes to a lot. Of, yeah, I mean, those just don't go to text anymore. So uh, <laughs> uh, clean it up a little bit. Ask away, Mister McWhuppin. Hey, Power Athlete Nation, summer is weeks away, and you got to get that body right now. Whether it's to pack on a little bit of muscle to fill out those pants and fill out that T-shirt, or to lean out and show off those abs by popping off that shirt, we got you covered now. The reason we'd like to start busting our ass now is so that we have a little bit of margin of error so that you can cut loose and not feel guilty. So what I want you to do is go check out one of Power Athlete's nutrition protocols. We got a leaning, we got a bulking, we got a keto, and we also have a performance protocol for those of you that need a little bit of extra attention or really trying to dial it in so that you look like a million bucks come summer. To learn more, head to PowerAthleteHQ.com forward slash
2: nutrition to find out which protocol is right for you. And... We're gonna give you an extra 20% off at checkout with the code EATTHEWEEK. 20%? Yeah, that's all caps, E-A-T-T-H-E-W-E-A-K,
0: at checkout. Dude, sounds good to me. Now you got your mission, you know what we're expecting, go get it, see ya.
2: This is, I mean, getting summer strong, here we go. Hi, I'm a 200 pound guy who just purchased the Leaning Protocol. I'm a desk jockey, that likes to hit johnny wad i get all five days in most weeks and i'm trying to get shredded for my beach trip at the end of july that's the goal i have some questions about protein recommendation the leaning protocol says eat 190 grams of protein per day i only have time to eat three meals a day that is a lot of protein each meal exclamation point i have heard that you can only absorb 25 to 30 grams of protein per meal. I'm worried about this. I'm worried about this and what it will do to my kidneys. I'm not sure I want to do whey shakes. It's bothered my stomach in the past. What do I do? In oh, the words man. of Rob Wolf, a lot
0: to unpack here. Uh, uh, first of all. Well, let's
2: establish the goal.
0: Man, I, like. Uh, let's just... Take a second and be like, I cannot believe. No size. John. I cannot believe that this myth that, first of all, it, this was a uh, uh, basically a weird projection of Barry Sears years ago that has been disproven over and over and over again. And there's mm-hmm. also no proof that a high protein diet is negative for kidney function. Like, this myth has persisted, and I don't know where it is because I'd like to find it on the internet and burn it to the ground so uh like i don't know where this i like i just don't know where this myth exists and i mean it's nowhere around here it's nowhere around any circle that i've ever heard i mean this is uh yeah i mean like and i don't even know where barry sears got it the only way i know barry sears said it was that when i asked rob wolf on this years ago where did this myth persist and he thought he's like i think it comes from barry sears and the zone diet but uh, should we start with kidneys? Yeah, like if you guys want to jump in on this one, I uh, I'm just flabbergasted over here.
3: Yeah, I, I think, yeah. I mean, to to your point, John, for sure. There's there isn't really any evidence about um, how it does affect kidneys, especially in healthy, exercising people, which you know, obviously, people in the power athlete realm are. Um, You know, there's even studies that are out there showing now, you know, in general, we recommend, uh, you know, one gram per pound of body weight. And, you know, there are studies out there now, you know, going up to three, three grams per kilogram, which is definitely well over the one gram uh, per pound of body weight. And it's showing no issues with uh, kidney, liver, or even uh, any any other kind of even blood issues. So, um, you know where that myth came from, like you said, is kind of a mystery. But it certainly doesn't it doesn't really show up in any of the of the literature of, of of it being a problem, and especially in a active uh, exercising and you know like in, in our cases, uh, you know heavy heavy resistance training, uh, it does not show up at all.
0: So, yeah. The idea nice. was that, uh, the body could, or at least what the contention was. Cause I remember ye- like years and years, years ago, uh, we used to encounter this myth in the CrossFit circles and the idea of like, okay, so, you know, you can only adequately absorb protein in a certain amount. And, uh, like it, I, like there was no basis for this in any way. I mean, you know, people are like, well, uh, or, And I think it had to do with maybe like the only thing I can equate it to is maybe the zone blocks when maybe people were like looking to zone and there was only a certain amount of protein you could consume within that zone block. Maybe. Well, let's, let's start with our nutrition and uh,
2: leaning protocol in which the guideline is one gram of protein per pound body weight. My question for y'all is why is there research behind the one gram? Is that our goal here? Because he's he's struggling with one gram.
0: So uh, all the research when we were designing all the protocols and really just everything going back as far as the work I did with uh, Mario de Pasquale, there's always been some really interesting performance gains and more importantly, changes in body composition when you're somewhere around 0.8 grams to about a gram of protein per pound of body weight. And we've even seen it go as high as maybe a gram and a half, but I've never really Mm -hmm. seen a performance or a body composition change outside of that gram and a half. So, I mean, some of the bodybuilders back in the day used to consume two and three grams of protein per pound of body weight. Um, But also, there's a really interesting piece with um, nitrogen retention. So, if, uh, you know, you're on a ton of anabolic steroids, uh, you know, uh, nitrogen retention is really high and you're in a real favorable anabolic environment, there was some contention that you could digest and absorb more protein. Uh, I've never really seen any research to support that, but that was just more kind of back of the envelope type stuff. But all the research somewhere around 0. 0.8 to one gram of protein per pound of body weight shows being ideal for maintaining body composition. And then even when they've pushed it and they've done protein overfeeding studies where they've taken people and like, you know, sediment like a high protein diet, caloric restriction, and then overfed them on protein. And even when they overfeed them on protein, they don't get fat. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's kind of an interesting thing that, like, people don't get fat from high protein diets.
2: So he's talking about a shredded goal. How does, and on the leaning protocol. So how does keying in on protein affect the rest of his diet and eventually his goal over the next six weeks here?
1: Yeah. So I think even when we start with our clients one-on-one, say you're starting from ground one or ground zero, you haven't tracked before. um, Rob and I both put the emphasis on staying within your calorie goal. um, So whether that's and Rob is coming up with a really good blog about energy balance. So that should be out shortly, but, um, whether you're gaining, maintaining, or leaning, it all comes down to that calorie balance. And then the most important macronutrient to work with is protein. Um, and sometimes we will get our clients to the point where fat and carbs just kind of fall in a happy medium because they're not as like all three macronutrients are important, but they're not, as important as hitting that protein goal because protein is what's going to um, just retain and protect that skeletal muscle mass that you already have and then it's going to facilitate the building of new uh, muscle mass but protein doesn't just deal with muscle mass it also helps uh, it's an enzyme it does uh, cellular functions Um, so it's not just building muscle that protein is needed for in the body um, muscle structure all of that kind of stuff
3: yeah, and to piggyback on that I think uh, just because it does have so many functions in the body that that's that's really why for our purposes we want a higher protein like John said you know the the, the research definitely shows that higher protein diets uh, you know it, it retains a lean body mass it actually does help facilitate um, the shedding of le- of the fat fat mass as well um, but you know if you if you need adequate protein and, and probably some protein and excess to be able to build tissue because it does have so many other functions um, so you know it's going to the muscle building tissue or you know tissue building is going to be down the list because of the other uh, important functions of protein so having that excess and having that ability to call on that reserve to be able to build that tissue is what we're really looking at. And that's, uh, I think, I think that's one of the reasons why it does take such a big, uh, precedence in leading protocol. And when Sam and I build out mm-hmm. programs, it, that, that's exactly why
0: so. Well, uh, mm-hmm. proteins also uh, has a thermogenic effect and it's extremely satiating. So when you're in a dieting mm-hmm. situation, if you eat a high protein diet, there's a lot less chance that you're actually going to fly off the rails. So, I mean, um, you know, think about it. Like you go out and eat sushi and like an hour later, you're still hungry. Uh, you sit down, and you eat a steak. You're not going to be hungry for a few hours. So, I mean, there's some real keys in terms of like selecting different macronutrients that are actually satiating and allow you to be able to eat in a caloric restriction. I mean, if, if I had to eat a caloric restriction of just carbohydrates, I'd just be hungry all the time and be a miserable feeling. Um, so, uh, like I actually did pull up uh, a research piece on this and even in the research piece, which comes from 2018, which is how much protein can the body use in a single meal for muscle building. Uh, they actually cite that there was a, uh, a pro- <laughs> it was proposed years ago that muscle protein is maximized in young adults with an intake of 20 to 25 grams of high quality protein. Um, there's no basis for this and actually goes through the entire study and, and shows that they've seen, um, ideal muscle growth somewhere at 2.2 grams per kilo or one gram per pound of body weight mm-hmm. and as low as 1.6, which is 0.8. So, uh, that's been kind of the industry standard. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, you know, uh, you know, you can bump that up to about a gram and a half, but for most people, and the other thing I laughed a little bit about to consume 190 grams of protein in three meals, doesn't seem like much of a task. I mean, what's that about 65? I mean, like uh,
2: that's, I mean, well, uh, I, not all proteins are created equal. Sure. I also think that's important. So he may feel like eating too much, you know, well, uh, things with the
0: face a mother of soul. So he'll go and get protein bars. So, well, so, so he, he would have to consume, I mean, that's right between nine and 10 ounces of chicken. Uh, so would be, that's uh, what
2: I want to get uh, to. So can we put a, a specific resource together? So he doesn't go just searching for the wrong kind of protein that may lead to just consuming crap
0: well i mean ideally uh you know we would always want to consume protein from some form of uh you know animal source i mean it'd be chicken fish steak you know red meat i mean obviously you know if you're trying to really eat in a caloric restriction you have to be very conscious of overeating the red meat and i know this because i like to eat red meat but like as sam knows if you're trying to really lean out like chicken is a great save because it's so low in fat that you can actually eat more of other foods. Yeah. Like when you eat a steak, you're like, "Well, I get my steak and like uh, that's it." And then, but when you get chicken, you can add a bunch of other stuff because uh, you know you can throw some oil in there just to be able to balance out the macros. Yeah, yeah. it was.
1: Oh, sorry. I was just gonna say that was like really interesting, and uh, the manipulation that I've gone over the last five months to get ready for the show. It got towards the end where my calories still were relatively high my protein was at like 160 or 170 grams a day, but everything had to come from food uh, because we took out whey protein and collagen. A, I wanted to eat more because of the caloric deficit. I didn't want to drink my calories. Yeah. Um, but then like whey usually has some artificial sweeteners and stuff. And so the last two weeks of prep, I didn't I didn't get any of those treat type foods. Um, it was egg whites, ground turkey, Um, and chicken, but I preferred it that way, like you said, because the volume of eating six ounces of ground turkey looks way bigger than eating like even a chicken breast. It was crazy. And that helped mentally kind of get through. Same with egg whites. You eat 300 grams of egg whites and you get 30 grams of protein. And so you're like, this is awesome. You just have this huge bowl of food.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, it, it, oh. it makes total sense, especially psychologically. Yeah. So, um, but like eating 190 grams of protein, like that should be, well, I mean, but here's another issue and I was really meditating on this and I was trying to explain this to my wife the other day. Um, I, um, I don't believe, and we even talked about it a little bit on the podcast, everybody is constantly in this idea of like leaning and I got to lose fat and mm-hmm. I got to lose fat. I think it's actually the opposite problem. I think everybody's just lacking muscle, because uh, mm-hmm. the easiest way to cut your body fat is to put on muscle. And I think instead of like this idea of like, hey, I need to like, you know, like let's say this guy's two hundred pounds and he's trying to lean out. Like, what if he put on five or ten pounds of muscle? It's amazing. Like, I would rather, <laughs> like, I would rather be uh, more muscular at two hundred five, two hundred ten pounds than skinnier at one hundred ninety pounds. So I think a lot of times. And you guys have seen this when all of a sudden we lean people out and you start pulling fat away all of a sudden, like what's underneath is not well built. So I I almost am in this idea where uh, like, you know, we we've talked extensively on the podcast, this idea of like, you know, if you want to look at an actuary chart and understand like the longest form of survival, it's the person that's able to maintain or maintain muscle mass the longest Mm -hmm. or the person that, you know, and metabolic flexibility also too the person that's able to maintain the most amount of muscle in relation to body fat. Well, I mean, if all you're constantly doing is trying to strip away body fat, I don't know if that's the better approach. And I know we sell the shit out of the leaning protocol and everybody's in this idea of leaning. And every time you click everything on the internet, it's like, Hey, you know, and we just did a, you know, 90 day, you know, uh, hammer 90 challenge for the lean out stuff, which is fine. But you got to remember, we've spent years trying to put on as much muscle as possible and carry the highest amount of muscle possible. Well, I was still trying to put on muscle during hammer. Of course.
2: The, what I want to highlight, you said metabolic flexibility, Mm -hmm. which is quick one liner, John. Uh,
0: Metabolic flexibility is your body's ability to seamlessly and effortlessly move between the use of both (laughs) carbohydrates and fat as energy sources. And so it's a form like. Uh, metabolic flexibility is to your autonomic functions in terms of using energy fuel sources as, as it is we understand athleticism and the program this gentleman is following is johnny Wad. which if we got 60
2: minutes you're very metabolic flex flexible because oh. we got warm-up we got strength training and then we got some metabolic conditioning well, uh,
0: i had to cut the warm-ups out of johnny out of that so johnny Wad has no warm-ups well, <laughs> well do you know why because people were complaining that they weren't able to get in and out in 45 minutes. So oh if God. people want, I, my heart just broke a little bit. It, it does. Oh <laughs> but what I do is I have them uh, throw Iron Flex in the front side if okay. they need to warm up. But the whole theory of Johnny Bot is um, heavy, hard, fast, no cuddling. But if you want to, <laughs> no, that's legitimately the tagline: heavy, hard, fast, no cuddling. And um, and if you really want to get spicy on the backside, you stack a little Johnny Bot and then you get a little bodybuilding in. <laughs> this uh because johnny wad and johnny bod <laughs> exist in a completely different realm of oh, the universe of power, it's like athlete- dc and marvel it is and it's my universe <laughs> i don't let anybody into my universe i don't let any there's no harry heppenstall in my universe there's no yeah there's all this stuff that you guys see out there is 100 percent my sense of humor and i write it and i think it's hilarious and i love the program but um <laughs> It's. Uh, I've had people quit because there were way too many sexual innuendos. They they felt triggered by the fact that I used I use a lot of sexual innuendos. I don't use any profanity, but I do make a lot like you know like a lot of salty d wads. Yeah, old
2: school cross football training. Let's yeah. call it that, which requires
0: carbohydrates. So yeah, let's well, speak I'm- to. Yeah, the um, uh, Sam, that's here, the other part of leaning. Well, well here's it's not uh, cutting out all carbs. Here's, here's an interesting it's thing. Not. I talked to Sam about this. Um, like, this is something too that I was discussing with my wife. Um, so, there's a really interesting thing where I think if you're, uh, and this is purely just observational, but I'm sure I could go find the research for it. But having worked with clients and you guys, and we, we've had this conversation, if you're like 20 to 30% body fat, right, and you're a little on the chunkier side, a low carb diet makes a lot of sense because, you know, you can end up stripping some fat away, but all of a sudden, after you get to a certain point where you're lean to get leaner, you have to almost pull the fat and start adding the carbs back in. So you have to be lean enough, which is that part of the metabolic flexibility and metabolic flexibility being based upon that idea of like carrying a high amount of muscle in relation to body fat. So When the body fat's low, your body can use more carbohydrates. And so I know as Sam got leaner, what did they do? They Started pulling the fat and mm-hmm. started adding the carbs, and all of a sudden, that thermogenic effect went through the roof and you got super lean. So, yeah, like- and
1: I would have like carb refeeds once a week where my carbs were like 200 grams. Um, yeah. so they'd bump up my calories totally or completely, and then I'd be on like 200 grams of carbs. I felt amazing, and then the next day I went to the gym and I was like, I can go on for you know hours, yeah. and then it wasn't until peak week, which I didn't even know what that was, but basically they cut carbs back out. Um, so you're on a high protein, like low fat, low carb. It's really just a protein which, diet,
0: <laughs> which actually is really interesting because if, when you drop the carbs and you drop the fat and you just eat a high protein diet, uh, your body ends up shedding water. Water. So, yep. so, and so, so what the, yeah, it's muscle sparing. You shed yep. water and actually what happens is your body flattens and your muscles deflate. <laughs> I
1: hated the way I looked. So it got to like Friday and I was like, I am just like a flat muscle skin skeleton. And then the day of the show, it was like, you're just squirting like honey in your mouth and you're eating rice and a little bit of peanut butter and a little bit of chicken. Just again, so you're not like starving or passing out on stage. But that was the only water manipulation we did was um, high protein. Drink. I increased my water just a tad the week before, or the week of the show, and then the day of the show, I just had sips, and that yeah. was it. Yeah. No so salt, nothing. So like that, nothing uh, changed.
0: That high protein diet. That so you shed water, you get flat, and then what they do is they basically hit you with a bunch of carbs, and then the body absorbs all that water, and then the the glycogen fills and the muscles fill yeah. up. So our it dude,
1: very cool,
2: is heading into we won't call it a peak week, we will call it a beach peak.
1: Beach. Uh, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that that would only like that's like a five day thing
0: well yeah and the other thing too is and i'll just tell you this from personal experience because i did this we did this we were going this is when i was in the nfl we were going to a a vegas pool party and we did a little (laughs) bit of this because i I trained with these bodybuilders the only problem was when we got there we had a drink and that was it i had to i was done i had to go back to the room so we showed up i looked great had a drink and i was done well i
1: had yeah Oh, One I had a line. cookie post show and I, we were like, Oh, I'm going to have like a little bit of a cookie and then I'm going to get a burger. And cause that's, I was craving a burger over the sweets and I literally was sitting at dinner. Like I, my GI is so messed up right now. So I was in bed by like eight o'clock after the show yeah. because my stomach hurts so bad.
2: So what can our dude do? So to maximize
0: beach week, well, follow, Pete, the about, protocol. Yeah, follow the leaning <laughs> protocol, eat a high protein diet, train your fucking ass off and you know what to quote george roberts dad george roberts was one of my former teammates at cal um george's dad was was a pretty funny dude george was hyster- is, is hysterical as well uh i remember george roberts dad told him hey georgie once you get a uh, once you get a tan even fat looks good tan yeah
1: yeah if you so, can't tone it tan it
0: <laughs> we, if you can't tone it <laughs> tan it so what he needs to do is he needs eat, eat, eat a high protein diet and caloric restriction needs to bust his ass and about a you know two weeks out he needs to start taking a shirt off get a little bit of color and uh you know i don't offer i i don't recommend you go get spray tanned or shellacked uh and yeah. I, I do have a funny story about that so when i lived in tampa um we used to go over to saint pete beach uh and like go over there because there's all those beach bars mm-hmm. and so uh roth who is uh filipino um and like fucking tans like in like amazing color like the dude like takes off his shirt and is like instantly tan and so like knowing how hot it was like we would go to the beach and like i don't like to get burned so we're out there and uh we're like standing out there talking to all these people and there was a girl who looked great wearing a bikini real tan and after about 20 minutes we realized that that wasn't her tan that was a spray tan because as she was super, she oh, was tan. Yeah. She didn't put anything on. I think she thought that maybe the spray tan was protecting her and it wasn't. And you could see her just getting redder and redder. And after about an hour, we were like, she was like a fucking lobster. And, but it was like, you couldn't, we were like, why is that girl so red underneath there? And then it was like, Oh, it's a spray tan. That's not helping her. And then that girl, like she, like all of a sudden was like, Oh, I got to go inside. And she must've fucking like had heat stroke, like a uh, sun poison. Oh. so, moral of the story is if you spray tan you still got to use suntan or uh, some sun sunblock but go out get a little bit tan go swim in the pool make sure you don't pop, pop your shirt off and like look like you're pasty white like you have like you've never been there before so why'd you look yeah. at me when you said that because <laughs> i know how paranoid you are about getting tan yeah. McQuilkin comes from uh, an irish lineage where uh, his clan was uh had to do with uh, i think it was the melanomas the melanoma clan?
2: melanomans.
0: <laughs> yeah. So he's uh, very nervous on skin cancer. So uh, like every time you go like we've I've seen him with his shirt off maybe once. Yeah. And, uh, he's like the guy in the pool with like the uh the fishing shirt on. Yeah, there you go. So
1: I think Tex might have had the best transformation on the hammer ninety.
0: Market, it, shut it down. That is the episode, guys. Uh, I I I agree Uh, looking at the pictures uh, you by far had the best. Um, I totally fucked myself because uh, I went on a motorcycle ride. I was gone 10 days and then we immediately came back and went to summer strong. And then I went on with the family, the vacation for the beach. So it was pretty much like one training day in 20. And I was like, yeah, I totally fucking, I missed the mark on it. So I think you crushed it, dude. I mean, I haven't yeah. seen Sam's, but but I'm I'm hoping that there's a before and then the bikini picture, so we totally show that somebody <laughs> yeah. went fucking all out. Like that's what I'm hoping for the before and afters. I haven't seen oh. Rob's yet, but I'm I'm guessing wow. that Rob is going to throw in the towel because I know he just graduated from school. Uh, yeah, yeah. school,
3: school, and losing two coaches at the same time. Just like I was, I was either doing school or doing the gym. So.
0: So I tried to give that to Harry. I was like, Harry, dude, I missed too much training time. He's like, send me a fucking picture right now. And I was like, okay. And I send it to him. And I'm like, there's not that much change. And he's like, I know. It's, he's like, but I'm still putting him up and I'm going to embarrass you. I'm like, fine. Shame. Yeah, yeah it's shame. You know what? I should have fucking. I, yeah. I mean, even Charles said it. He's like, dude, you missed too many days. You traveled too much. Slim Charles. I haven't seen Charles's pictures yet. I'm pretty excited for those. It
1: looks good too. You need to look at the yeah. back. Everyone's oh, they up, up there. It's yeah. good. Yeah.
0: Nice. Cool. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's definitely something to be say, said about it. I think um, when we launch it, uh, I've been working through the logistics with Harry. I need to get you guys into this. What?
2: Well, I mean, these protocols that we're discussing and that we've yeah. applied. Would be part of shown it. shown the value. There's a lot. uh yeah. A lot of opportunity for people out there. And we're offering 20% discount at the moment, John.
0: Well, I mean, what I'm excited for, and this is what I was... With promo code EatTheWeek. So with (laughs) W-E-A-K, capital, EatTheWeek. I've been trying to figure out a format on how to really do this. And what I think I might do is actually create the Hammer 90. And we'll do it like we'll set a date to start. And then we'll actually set it up as a team and train Heroic. And then let them join that team. and then be able to monitor them that way so if they post their pictures and how that's we might actually do it in train heroic which i think might be the best way to do it and they wouldn't yeah they'd be joining the hammer 90 team Mm -hmm. but then following on their team training yeah i mean what what we would do and this is kind of the logistical aspect because there are people that might come in who have no training in train heroic i might put some workouts on the hammer 90 and say hey it's part, they
2: got to follow the power of the training program. Well,
0: they got to find a program. So maybe we just say to them, Hey, you know what? You joined it and then you got to follow the program and then you got to do it. Yeah. So we have it all set up. But unfortunately, or fortunately, uh, I think it really helps. I mean, man, it, like life definitely throws some curveballs at you. So this
2: is the key thing. And it was cool. We just had a conversation with, uh, Dr. Michelle, Michelle Seeger from university of Michigan about this. The focus is not eliminating like an elimination diet, eliminating Mm -hmm. bad behaviors, uh, eliminating alcohol, etc. It was the focus on adding Mm -hmm. good behaviors, adding good foods, tracking, uh, tracking protein, tracking your nutrition, and then uh, mindful meditation, Mm -hmm. adding journaling. So the opportunity to add positive behaviors, more beneficial than just focusing on what we have to eliminate,
0: like Charles's bread over there well, that he consistently well, see, complained about. I, I, I get that, but the 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 one but thing- the research shows, John. Huh? The research shows, but I'll tell you this, and, and regardless of the research, uh, I think the real key on the Hammer 90 was limiting the alcohol. Because as Sam knows, and everybody here knows, that once you start having a drink, all of a sudden your ability to resist and more importantly make decisions, like what was good about yeah. Summerstrong when we were out there, you had a drink. There really was like no snack food or anything. But I have yeah. to think if there was hors d'oeuvres or like something at the, at the tables, <laughs> you would have been like, I'm going to slay."
1: Pretzels. Yeah.
0: yeah. Like yeah. if there was pretzels or like chips, like I, I kind of oh. like it. Summerstrong, Strong. Like there's no finger foods. So like we have a couple of drinks are like I won't yeah. find on this. But like I think that's a big issue, especially if you go out and socially. And that's what killed Nico. You know, making. Nico's that. still alive, everyone. We're well, no, just saying.
2: Well, uh, he's no longer an intern here. Well,
0: he's no longer an intern, and I haven't gotten his <laughs> pictures. Oh, yeah. So uh, the chorito as we as he's become known, he's like a little churro, the chorito as Harry calls him.
1: <laughs> that picture, uh, Harry Shaw,
0: so yeah, Harry Shaw, uh, dude. Uh, we went to Summer Strong with Harry, uh, uh, Andrew, and uh, Nico, and dude, they were. It was really funny. Like, yeah, it, yeah th- those guys were, fu- were funny to be around. But I think Nico was like, dude, I can't, you know, I'm 23. I live with my brothers. I'm like, we're going to go out and have some drinks. And I'm like, I'm not mad at you having drinks. I'm just mad at what happens after you have the drinks. And he's like, yeah, now we crash and burned on that. Tito's soda. <sighs> Which is fine. It's but awesome, the, yeah, that's fine. It's not like you got to go out and slam a bunch of beers. Yeah, but yeah, I think I, what I, happens... Is you got like when you start drinking, you, your inhibitions get lowered, and you make bad I decisions.
1: The
2: masses, I think, that's good.
0: Yeah, no, I'm that's speaking true. personal experience. I make bad decisions. Yeah. You know. Well, you gotta have a plan. <laughs> so how? I think we, we have can,
1: a podcast on uh, alcohol, don't we? We
0: did. I, I have to
2: pull that number more, more quick, uh, real quick. But what I'm saying is, let's say Friday night we're going out, but then I schedule or I sign up for mm-hmm. an 8 a.m yoga class or pickleball or something that is physical activity that if I choose to drink more than two, well, my performance
0: and morning will suffer. What I like to do is I like to drink wine because one, like it's more like four ounces of wine is equal to like one shot. So if I can drink more wine and I also somehow feel like wine is like my exchange in carbohydrates. Like, hey, if I know I got to eat, you know, 150 grams of carbohydrates today and I can kind of back into it and kind of free it up to be like, all right, I need to have two glasses of wine and I'm a cheap date, more than two glasses of wine and I'm, I'm passed out. Did I tell you my theory? I'm allergic to alcohol now. I I, I think I'm allergic to alcohol now Yeah, me too. because as soon as I have a drink instantly, I just feel tired and I want to go lay down. So I, I think I'm allergic to it. I think I finally have made myself allergic to alcohol. Is
1: that what happened at Summer Strong?
0: Yeah, I just get real tired. (laughs) Did I fall asleep Uh, at the table?
1: No, you just kept, y'all kept going. I was impressed. Well, it's because your husband's a Uh, talker. uh, It's because your
0: husband's a a talker.
1: Well, I did have to to drive him home.
2: (laughs) Well, he's a lightweight now. Lost all that weight. He is a
0: remote
1: lightweight. I know. He's, oh.
0: (laughs) Well, I mean, the funny part is he couldn't deadlift 300 pounds. Oh, he
1: did 4.55, and then I think last week he jumped up to, like, he did 5.15 for something, and I was like, you should have just gone on the platform.
0: Did he and, lift on the platform at some, at uh, Sornix?
1: No, it was his D-load week, and so he didn't oh, want to, Oh, like, Jesus.
0: Just, yeah, mine too. No, he's... Yeah, it's my D-load. I'm going to send my wife out there to show me up. <laughs> I love D-loads. No, so he was supporting <laughs> me.
1: He was like, "I I don't think I've seen that look on your face since our wedding and I was like I haven't been this pumped since our wedding
0: <laughs> it was a awesome. cool no, well, story we you fucking exploding to reiterate away. to walk away uh, yeah. don't fear protein like whatever yeah. whatever wherever you found that I need you to just to like fucking burn that to the ground smash it that doesn't exist <laughs> that is one of those nasty internet rumors that'll just keep going around that has no basis uh grown men eat at least 200 grams of protein at you know like i mean that like i've never met a dude i mean i'm assuming but like i mean my son eats 125 grams of protein a day to up to 140 grams and he's six not that i'm calling him a little kid but i'm just saying it's very reasonable it's very doable in, in and all, all you have to do is just go on and back well, into it. Three meals is jerky an option. Sure. Like can he snack? Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. Hard boiled eggs.
0: Hard boiled eggs. Yeah.
1: Those are good. If you don't want the fat, um, I'm working on like just a uh, egg salad with egg white idea. So I'm going to probably post that soon.
0: So the, the other one too is I don't like pro, uh, whey protein shakes either, but there's a beef protein that I like who's, that's pretty good. And I do the beef protein. And it's, uh, it's got almost no sugar in it. It's like one gram of, of carbohydrate and it's beef protein. And I think that's pretty tasty. All right. And so he's following our
2: leaning protocol. We gave some options. If people want to dive into any of our nutrition protocols, we're offering 20% off with code eat the week, all caps head to dot slash nutrition and
0: and if you guys, what are so, our, our protocol? Options? So, so we have a, uh, a bulking, we have a leaning, and then we have uh, the keto protocol, which is a modified ketogenic diet, which is kind of carb cycling. Uh, but the, the one that I'm going to push, which I think um, is really good, is called a performance protocol where you actually buy it. And then you get a consult and you have Sam or Rob custom design your template based on your needs. So I think there's some off-the-shelf solutions we found to be extremely uh, beneficial and people have gotten a lot of mileage out of it. Um, I think the more customized, detailed approach with Sam and Rob is really a home run too. So it just depends on how dialed you want to get it. And uh, I know they do those a ton. And uh, as I go through them, I think they're really excellent.
1: And Tex is a great testament to that. And you can see what you can do in 12 weeks. Um, so, yeah.
0: Yeah, custom customizations, right. <laughs> specific training, specific nutrition, specific results. What, what, what do you think the biggest change for you was, was it the meditation or the journaling or the weeping yourself to sleep every night? <laughs> <What? laughs> Why'd you pick those three? <laughs> well, I, I just, I, I figured, you oh, know, no, it was- like you look pretty dehydrated. I just figured there was a lot of weeping involved. <laughs> oh no, it was
2: <laughs> easily. So then you cut out that and, but then it's finding uh, reasons to get up early and get out and about. Yeah, uh, And a step tracker, I'm not much of a watch person. I hate them, but committed to this so I can eye my activity. And days that I, we didn't have lacrosse practice, still shooting for the 11,000 steps, which is six mm-hmm. miles from my getaway sticks. Mm-hmm. So walking the dogs and hitting those just consistently. And then Dave Spitz even commented and that's one of his go to's daily is at least ten thousand steps key to health. Yeah. From an expert. Uh, But yeah, the alcohol and then filling in with more positive health experiences to get out and about and reasons not to.
0: Mm. Nice. Well, there you had it first. So thanks for tuning in. Another episode of Power IT Radio.
1: Now it's time for you to empower your performance. Head to PowerAthleteHQ.com backslash training to choose from a number of programs to meet your specific performance goals. And if you'd like to break a mental sweat too, visit academy.PowerAthleteHQ.com and become a real stakeholder in you or your athlete's success. Until next time, bye!